Question Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Big Question Podcast. Joining us today is Kat. Hello. Joining us today is Rocky. Hi. And who else is joining us? Some dick. Some dick called... Pete. Martin. Yes. So... <laughs> Are girls who wear short skirts retarded? I'm going to go with no. Right. I Please may explain what I you're talking I may about. have to explain this. You, and have you will have to explain this. Yes. Okay. So I have really bad ankles. Right. <laughs> right? This, this is background <laughs> to this story. I have really bad ankles. I have a long, long history of spraining my ankles, going over on my ankles repeatedly. Um, right. As a result, when I walk... I tend to be looking at the ground quite a lot because I'm looking at the ground directly ahead of me mm-hmm. to see whether there's actually anything I can trip over. But as a result, I'm kind of always looking down a bit. Just so that, you know, <laughs> Kat and I are probably looking at each other thinking, what, what are, are you, you talking at? about? Where are we going with <laughs> oh, well, this? Right, you, in we'll addition, continue, though. in addition, over the last six months, I've changed job and I spend a lot more of my life commuting now. So I've been walking up and down stairs, I've been walking up and down escalators, and I've been walking back and forth from tube stations. And I walk, I, I live in London, and London's really quite densely populated, so I'm around a lot of people all the time. And something I've really noticed recently is every time I see girls who wear short skirts, there's this movement they continually do which is sort of pull the skirt down while they're walking down the street. I'd only really noticed it in the last six months, so I'm almost wondering whether there's just some material they make skirts out of okay. now, which is slightly I more have... flappy in the breeze than, okay. than it was in the past. But just something about the fashion at the moment means that girls are constantly kind of not just like pulling their skirt down, but sometimes when they're walking down the street, like holding it in place. And the only thing I'm kind of left thinking is like, if the reason they're pulling their skirt down sort of implies to me that they don't want whoever's looking around to get a good good look at their arse or underwear or, you know, whatever. And I just can't help but think, well, if that's your, if you're constantly doing that when you're walking down the street, why are you wearing this? Like what? It doesn't make any sense. Okay. Well, um, as a woman, as a woman, as I have been for 33 years, well, I mean, I wasn't a woman when I was, but you know what I mean? I wasn't a... We anyway. understand. <laughs> right. So this, that sometimes occurs with me, but only with a particular kind of skirt, which is something that's been in fashion quite recently, which is like kind of tight, short, like bando style skirts, like the kind of... I don't even know how you describe it. Like, kind of like pencil skirts, but short, like little, short, like elasticated kind of... They look very cute, whatever. But the trouble is with them is that when you walk, particularly if you walk quite quickly, if you're rushing for a train in the morning, they have an annoying habit of creeping up as you walk. So they're fine when you're going about your day-to-day activities. But the trouble is, is when you're kind of hustled to get down the road they will kind of ride up sometimes. So that is certain. I I will sometimes be found pulling them down a bit in the morning because they'll have risen up as I'm walking down the road. And although most people who wear those kind of skirts are perfectly happy to wear a short skirt, but we don't really want to walk around with our asses hanging out. So you do pull it down a little just to make sure that you're not literally flashing people because most people don't want to do that. But over the last sort of six months, Mm -hmm. it's just every single day I see Mm. people doing this. And I'm just kind of left thinking that, but surely there's like other choices to make. There are other things you could be wearing where you're not. If you're uncomfortable exposing yourself, you could wear something where that was never a realistic option. Well, I mean, you're kind of implying these people haven't thought this through. No, but I, I believe, I think they have thought it through, but then... 
I, I also sort of think that people think about things on a superficial level and then don't really think about it very deeply. Well, also like, what, what I'll point out and- is that you're only noticing these women on their daily commutes. Probably the rest of their day, when they're walking around, not in a breezy environment that's going to blow their skirt and not when they're running up and down stairs... They're, they're probably absolutely fine and they probably really like those skirts and they're and comfortable and they look nice that. but it's it is probably just a thing in the morning when they're like particularly escalators there's a lot of perverts around it's not just escalators okay. it's everywhere okay and that's the way, reason i bring it up it's, okay. i've been i've been kind of noticing it for six months and initially i thought oh it just must be like an escalator thing i don't know because you know quite often on escalators you kind of find yourself at your eyes are at arse level yeah 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 so and you, do and you don't know where to look. Yeah. Usually I stare at the arse. Well, I'm, I'm obviously. sorry. I'm, I'm it's fine to look. Just please don't touch. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I'm not really a big toucher <laughs> to, with strangers. But the, no, the joking aside, like it just become one of these things I've kind of noticed and it's not. It's nothing to do with windy hmm. weather. It's nothing okay. to do with um, going up escalators, going upstairs. It's just everywhere. Okay. And it's just not something, something I've noticed. I've, not something I particularly noticed. So I've... I could probably only on this until I've done further research on the topic. I can only really speak on my own behalf, and that would be wearing. I've got a couple of skirts that do that, and it is kind of annoying. But um, but yeah, I mean, I still like them, and they still look cute with the other outfits that I have. They still go with everything in my wardrobe, and they're comfortable. And once you're at work and you're sitting down and just walking around and stuff, they're totally fine. But they are they do ride up when you're walking around, particularly when you're walking kind of quickly, and it's kind of annoying, but. It's like five minutes of my morning. I just get over it. Rocky. I don't feel qualified at all <laughs> to talk about this. Um, so why don't you just judge people? But I will say this. I think it's Victoria Beckham's fault. <laughs> oh, no, I agree. No, I like that. Um, why? <laughs> Have you never, did you never watch her in the Spice Girls? She was always wearing skimpy dress and she was always yeah. pulling it down. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I think she's set a trend. I don't think it's anything to do with the fact that it's riding up. I think they well, just feel compelled because they want to be Victoria Beckham. See, uh, maybe this trend has entirely passed me by because I have to say this is not something I was um, familiar with or has particularly she impacted from your on neck me. Of the woods? She is. She's from Hertfordshire. She's an she Adams as well. I was going to say. I'm probably related to her in some distant <laughs> way. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, she's from she's from Hertfordshire. So you're like a poverty Victoria Beckham. Yes, I am. And proud of it. <laughs> and I get this now. I'm yeah. looking for my, I'm <laughs> looking for my poverty David Beckham. How much middle class guilt do you have? Zero. Really? I have pride. You should have some. I don't have any. <laughs> you are you are the fucking <laughs> I can't think of the word. Epitome? You call me a fucking chav. How am I suddenly the epitome of middle class? Epitome you are the epitome of middle class. But some, I some like going to McDonald's class. and wear gold jewellery. I thought that made me a chav. Yeah, but you <laughs> <laughs> Now you're lost, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. <I'm sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> But you, you really did grow up in yeah, like a no, I painfully don't do... middle class place. Well, not... Uh, yeah, I mean... Painfully so. Painfully. I mean, like, 
we weren't. I, the thing is, I don't know how you really term middle, not, certainly not upper middle class. I mean, we sort of regular. Yeah, I mean, yeah, middle class. I'm not ashamed of that. It's just we read the Guardian and my dad drove a VW and I don't know. Like my dad's an architect, my mum's a teacher. We had a house. It was a relatively okay house. Actually, it was quite shit when we moved in. But um. I don't know, no, it's nothing, I don't know, like, I have no more control over that than you do of your upbringing or anybody else has of anybody's upbringing, it's just a thing, I'm not proud of it or ashamed of it, it's just, it's the thing that I am, I don't know, I'm not posh and I'm not common, I'm just kind of that middle ground, and I'm alright with that, I think class is completely, in this country, I, th I don't think money comes into it, because you can be fucking aristocracy and not having a penny to your name, it doesn't make you any less posh. And you could be, what was that fucking disgusting chav that won the lottery and then wasted it all on prostitutes and coke or something? Who was that guy? Do you remember that guy? It wasn't me. That was that guy. It was about 15 years ago. There was that horrible chav and he bought a mat. He don't, won don't clash No, shame. he was horrible though. He honestly, he was horrible and he was a chav. And he I can won, say chav, you he can't won say a, chav. Oh, right, I'm going to have to look this up now because I need to, I need to prove my, need I need to, to prove my point. Um, mm -hmm. Right, hold on. If I just look, chav won lottery. Right. Chav won lottery. Chav won lottery. Here we go. It's Michael been... Carroll. Here we go. He won... He used to work as a six pound an hour shortbread biscuit packer. <laughs> um, he won 9.7 million and blew the entire lot on drugs, booze and hookers. Has absolutely no money left. And basically he bought a house, huge house with this money, moved all his mates in and basically just absolutely trashed the entire place. Like he used to buy cars and just smash them up in the garden. Just... Yeah, I remember, this. That, I remember this. The person. fact that he has 9.7 million, he is still a working class fucking scumbag. Like, if <laughs> I'm I not won, saying all people working class are scumbags, I'm saying he is a working class scumbag. If, if I won 9.7 million pounds, I am so confident I would spend it in 10 years really? trying. I would be like the complete opposite. I think this is probably what, this is why I'm so sad. I'd be like, I'm going to find a load of investments. To yeah, put I'd some get myself money a financial I'm advisor. To, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put some into savings and then I'm going to do this with the rest. And if I blow all of that bit, then I'll have to wait for the investment. I would blow, I would blow a chunk of it, but I'd save a chunk. I'd probably yeah, do like, I mean, you save do, two thirds and blow a third. I would do the things that I wanted to do. Yeah. But, the problem is that when you've blown a third of it, and I know this because I recently came into some money, not... In any way, the kind of nine point seven million pound. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> it was it was in the it was in the tens of thousands as Jesus. opposed to, and I still have a chunk of it left, and every single day I think about new ways to spend it. <laughs> <laughs> to answer my own question, like I don't really have any middle class guilt now. I am very aware that these days I absolutely fulfil all them criteria for being considered middle class, but that is not my background. I grew up. I grew up on a council estate. I didn't have a phone in my house till I was seventeen. I don't think. I don't think I. I don't think I had a family car till I was about fifteen, sixteen. I ne You know, I had no money growing up, and my folks had no money growing up. They're both really bright people. They're just lazy. <laughs> I mean, they are. Like, it, I don't mean it in a mean way. That's just the kind of the way they are. But as a result, like, I grew up in a house of underachievers. I suppose is the only way you could put it. And I don't mean that in a mean way. I grew up kind of thinking I was I was very very working class and I guess by the by whatever definition which doesn't really make any sense I, don't, I guess I'm probably not working class but that's where kind of where I come from but one of the as a result of all of that I don't really have any guilt about where I am in life I think the class system is fucking nonsense 
I think it makes I, I no think sense at all. I think it's inevitable. I'll put See, it I don't way. think it's inevitable. I think it's I kind a, of do. It's a hangover of a very, very oppressive society. Yes, but I think people thrive on on categorizing it. Yeah. And yeah, you know, it it, it it's something that the media plays on a hell of a lot, and they and and in some in some ways, it's it's a lot about shaming for some some media outlets, and then. For others, it's it's I suppose it's the opposite. So, like for example, the Sun would mm. shame middle and upper, yeah. Whereas the Express would shame working, mm. yeah. And I I think it's just they're always going to work like that as long as the media continues to perpetuate it. Because I think if if nobody talked about it, people would forget that it was even mm, a thing. That said, I mean, the class system has existed in almost every society of the, the history of mankind, and I don't think... Not in the same way, way. Not in the same way always, but I mean, I think there's... I, I, well, you were either I, I don't know, or you were peasants. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I think there's always going to be stratas of society. I don't think you can get away from that, whichever way you do it. Like, what, I, in every, I think in every society there's going to be some degree of stratas of wealth and education and kind of social standing whichever way you decide to divide that up like in india you've got the caste system in in america that's more about money here it's more about like sort of little things about what you read where you go to school like the way you talk it's i think i don't know how highly intangible factors yeah yeah it's quite intangible but like I don't know. I don't think it's it's existed up until now. Well, up until the last hundred years without the media, and now with the media, probably reinforces it. I agree, but I don't know. I just I I don't think it's something. George Orwell said a really get, really interesting. George Orwell said a really interesting thing. He said a lot of interesting things. But um, <laughs> and I've 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 always I've, I've always kind of I've taken this quote to heart. He said he says the interesting thing about the class system is it polices itself. And actually, I would go so far as to say that that goes a step further than just the class system. I kind of have observed it in subcult in lots and lots of subcultures. So I was I was kind of thinking, I've seen groups of women. There doesn't seem to be any solidarity between between large groups of women. Sometimes it seems like they all hate each other. They all perceive that they're in competition of each other. There is no there is no great support, and that seems very similar to the idea of a single class sort of saying because I experienced I've I've experienced this in my life where people kind of said to me you know what what you reading what you reading for you you're too good for us things like that God. and yeah. I've seen I've seen equivalent yeah. equivalent things of groups of women uh, and probably groups of men but I just observed it and it's something that's kind of stuck with me and it, it's really fascinating that idea that you don't even know. You don't even know that you're perpetuating mm. the problem, but you are. Yeah, and that, yeah, that I find fascinating as I a concept. Th- I think gays do um, a similar thing. Oh yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if you think about it seriously, and this might sound funny, but it has some truth. Gays probably won't have children, so they're going to have a lot more money to spend mm-hmm. and pal. a lot more free time. Yeah, they're going to like buying nice stuff because they tend to buy nice stuff. They're going to move to metropolitan places, so they're probably going to lose the uh, their accent. They're going to go a lot more neutral. So all these kind of like conceptually middle class things are now being defined within the gays amongst the gays. So a lot of a lot of gays now, and there'll be 
Please, bum bandits. Educated. Yeah, the only thing not going for them is the fact that everyone else hates them. (laughs) 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 Repulsed by them. (laughs) No, they're not. But you get what I mean. They used to be. Used to be. Well, this is my point. Like, now, it's it's that they're not the, you know, gay people are no longer You're my token friend. Yeah, well, what? No, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, no, you're not. (laughs) But you should be. (laughs) Well, if this were the 60s or the 70s, maybe so, yeah. But yeah. We're your token straight friends. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm a token token female friend. We've already already, um, been to this. Straight ish. (laughs) (laughs) Fancy friend. (laughs) Fancy. (laughs) I've not heard that in ages. Still one of my favourite I'm yet words. to suck a cock and call me straight. <laughs> There's still time. You've been in the room while that's been happening, though. Uh, more not like next door. Next door. I was invited along. <laughs> that was right. Actually, coming from that perspective, no, I'm not ashamed. No, I'm I'm not. I'm not. I just, I, but then I just don't really feel guilty about very much. I, I've, I think I'm sort of... If there was a psychopath test, I'd be, sort of be two thirds of the way there. That <laughs> I, I do feel a bit kind of unemotionally swayed by a lot. I feel very kind of emotionally flat by a lot of stimuli. I, I feel myself be, being mildly satisfied that like I have a a, a different way of travelling around than the people on the bus, and I think that's really horrible. <laughs> but oh, I fucking you can, oh, you're talking about cars. Us, I'm talking about cars now, uh. but. But I fucking hate the bus. I mean, it's a necessity sometimes, but... No, like, I, I was so, thinking about this recently. I actually... I don't think I hate the bus. I think... I think sometimes I quite like the bus. That sounds a bit weird. And now I've said it out loud, it sounds even it. stranger. And I think... Do you know what? I, I, they call it the peasant wagon, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> well, you might. I don't. I call it the bus. I, I call it the I call way it, to work, the way I, to the shops. I just the way like travelling in my, in my luxury. <laughs> <laughs> no... Um, but the thing that pisses me off about the bus is not, nothing to do with the clientele that goes on it. Oh, it's really? Not- <laughs> nothing to do with that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, maybe a little bit. But fucking bus drivers piss me the fuck off. Like, from a driver, as a driver, I know that you shouldn't brake within about one second of the actual bus stop. So, like, if somebody's mm. pressed the button with yeah, enough time... That pisses me off, And you're trying actually. to get off the fucking bus, and you stood by the door, and they're like... Going full pelt and then they fucking slam yeah. on the brakes. Yeah, and that like, does annoy me. Flings you forward and you can't stand up. Yeah. That's what fucking pisses me off about the peasant wagon <laughs> more than the peasants. <laughs> Although there are some smelly bastards. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I got the bloody Bible bashes on my bus today. I was oh, like, nice. don't even fucking think about nice. it. Nice. Oh, God. Oh, on that subject, actually, um, a few weeks ago, I got into an argument with a woman on a bus. Oh, yeah. And then I saw her, like, I saw her like last week and realised she was one of the uh, the Jehovah's Witnesses oh, that you Christ. see around. What did you get in an argument with her about? So uh, I I don't think I've told this on an episode. Jesus, I can't believe I haven't told this on an episode. <laughs> so it. like a few weeks ago, I got on a bus. I was in Streatham with Lindsay. Mm-hmm. And we were getting, Streatham's like a really long high street. It's okay. fucking miles. Yeah. So we got on, we got, we went to like Little and we kind of got on the bus. And it was like five minutes up the road. Back to back to our gaff. Yeah. And on the bus, there was a woman who was about, I don't know, 30 to 40. I can never fucking tell how old people are. Mm-hmm. And she had what I presumed was her son, who was maybe seven, eight, nine, ten, some, somewhere in that rage range. Okay. And they were not speaking English. Mm-hmm. I think they were speaking Spanish. Mm-hmm. 
which, you know, there's, London's a very multicultural place. We have a lot of foreign-born population. It's not weird. Um, and they were being really loud. I sat downstairs, and I don't often sit downstairs on buses. I usually go right to the top, get the fuck out of the way. But today, because <laughs> I had lots of shopping bags, I was sat downstairs, um, and there was this woman, this old woman, who um, she was... She was observing the the mother and the son mm-hmm. being very loud and kind of tutting to herself. Mm. And then then she went from tutting to herself to kind of sort of going, oh, my God, <laughs> so loud. Yeah, yeah. And she was fully like 70 years old. Mm-hmm. And eventually, after like a few minutes on the bus, after, you know, muttering to herself, she said something along the lines of, are you his mother? Because you should be ashamed of yourself. Ooh, sass. And I just, I just dived straight in, and I was like, "You got no right to say that. Fucking hell. Mind your own fucking business." <laughs> what was her? So she, Jesus, what did she? What did she say? What she said? She said, and I quote, "You know, are you are you his mother? Yeah. You should be ashamed of yourself for letting him act that way." And the thing is that, like, the kids... Were being loud. They were being loud. The mother and the son were being loud, but they were having fun. Mm. Now, anyone who listens to this podcast knows I don't have a lot of fucking tolerance for children. No. I really don't. But at the same time, I'd I'd far rather hear people having fun and being loud than anything else. Mm. Like, I think that one of the inherent problems in our society is... We're all really fucking miserable. And anyone who ever comes to London sees this firsthand on public transport that no one makes eye contact, no one interacts with each other, and you're practically fucking hugging people half the time that you're travelling on the tube. Yeah. Uh, certainly when I do it. when oh, I'm, I'm commu- usually in someone's armpit. Yeah, I'm tall enough to be there at the yeah. armpit. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> sorry about that, people, but I'm tall. I can't do much about that. But, you know... I- if people are sounding happy, I like that, even if the noise itself annoys mm. me. So I was completely tolerant to these people. So the woman, you know, the woman kind of turned to me and said, why don't you fucking mind your own business? <gasps> and I said, no, I'm not going to mind my own business because you got in their business. You had no right to get yeah. in their business, so I'm going to get right in your business. <laughs> you have no right to tell them what to do. What did she I, say? Did she get all she, flustered? She got on? off the bus. Oh, did she? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did the What did the Spanish people say? Nothing. Not oh, fucking really? word. Didn't even acknowledge what I just did. Really? <laughs> oh, no, oh no. that's fucking rude. <laughs> because did they speak maybe, English? Did they, actually, did they even understand what had happened? Did maybe they? not. Like, but that's not the point. It's, no, I know. But I have no idea. Um, but what I really like is a few weeks after that, I was walking. So I I um, I get on the bus to Brixton or uh, at Telford Avenue bus station in Streatham for all people who know Southwest London. <laughs> and for everyone to, to fucking stalk you now. Like, I'm only going to live there for a little while longer. You may as well just uh, quote your address. Yeah, so if you want to get Peter Martin, you probably ought to hurry up because he's moving soon. So yeah, the thing to do is about seven thirty in the morning. The bus stop. The bus stop pointing towards Brixton, Telford <laughs> Avenue. Christ. Turn up in a clown mask and a knife. <laughs> yeah. If this actually happens, this will be the best thing. The best ever. end to this story. Yeah. Are you condoning a clown mask? Um, maybe <laughs> but um some something we see a lot in london and i never remember seeing it in manchester so i don't know whether it's a thing outside of london but there's a lot of jehovah's witnesses mm, yeah they're all over the place yeah, they're fucking in, all over south london everywhere 
And I saw her again, and she was one of them. That's amazing. Did she recognise you? No. Uh, no. uh, You should have gone up to her and just like got all up in her grill. I I just it was it was this week. I just realised it was this week. It was this week I saw her. And fucking religious people. As she got off the bus, as she got off the bus, um, when this altercation happened, Mm. she I can't remember what she said to me, but she said something. You know. She called. She told me to piss off. She said, "Oh, piss off," and got off the bus. And just as she was stepping off that's the bus, because I was, I was at, I was at that seat that's right next yeah. to you know the the yeah, the, yeah. Da- the, uh, the exit doors on yeah. the bus. I just said really loudly, "Dick." <laughs> <laughs> she definitely heard me. Can, can I? That's spectacular. You, you know how she's a she's witnessed Jehovah apparently. Yes. Now you witnessed her. Acting like a cunt. So does that make you a cunt's witness? <laughs> Makes me awesome. <laughs> I witness cuntery all the time. That's amazing. Oh right, God. I think it's time to shut this podcast down. <laughs> Say goodnight, Catherine. Good night, Catherine. Say goodnight, Rocky. Good night, Rocky. Say goodnight, Peter. Good night, Peter. Good Fuck you, Peter Martin. Fuck you, Peter Martin. Yes. I'm not casting aspersions that all gay guys are the same, but you are. (laughs) But they totally are. Um, (laughs) Years ago, um, when I was in a band, um, we had we used to play in Liverpool a lot. We we had we had quite a few people who liked us in Liverpool, and we were quite friendly with this guy, and he he was a gay guy. And we went. Was, we went he to was a, a gay. He was a gay. He was gayer. <laughs> he was a gayer. Shirtlifter. I love that expression. Dan always says Punch that. Gayer. Yeah. All <laughs> that. <laughs> um, Both. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we went to we went to a party at his house. He asked us to come to the party and then play a bit. Uh, so we went to a party at his house and like I picked up a photo album, and I was like, oh, you know. There's him and his boyfriend, and you know, we're all you know sweet. I was like, I was quite young at the time. I was in my early twenties at the time. I was thinking, oh, they're nice them pictures, and then flicked one f- one past <laughs> <laughs> the guy with a fireman hat, giant fucking cock out. I'm not sure if it was one of them or not. I can't remember anymore. But like, yeah, I, you, you, you do like pictures of naked men. <laughs> yeah, they're the best. <laughs> In your photo albums. <laughs> That's so random. It's so, yeah, it's like what you brag to with your friends. <laughs> Here, look. <laughs> this is what I had last night. <laughs> oh my god. And you can find us on bigquestionpodcast.com or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash bigquestionpodcast. Or you can find us on Twitter at underscore bigquestionpodcast. <laughs>